Oh god, I'm grooming. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I think I'm a boomer. I think I'm a zoomer. I think I'm a doomer. Damn, I'm like a zoomer. Okay. E double G W H I T E coming with the heat. I stay fooling with my bop, my tunes will make you speak hot. Dance floor, hop, scotch, baby. Welcome to the Grillcast, the only podcast in the world dedicated to radical centrism. I am your host, Orion, and joining me as always is Micah. How are you doing, buddy? What is up, my grillers? It is time to grill. So we have a very special episode for you today. We have no guests. It's just me and Micah. Just just a boys episode. Yeah, I guess we'll just start off today with our first article about our based Oregon governor signing a bill to remove reading, writing, and math as a requirement to graduate high school. Hmm. Uh, and I'll note that nowhere in nowhere in this legislation that's been passed in Oregon does it say that uh, you don't have to pass gym or uh, shop class. So, um, you know, you're still obviously going to have to to pass the classes that provide some utility. Yeah, exactly. You know, people people shit on the West Coast states and say that it's full of urbanites and that, you know, they they don't help working class people. But this really shows to me that uh, they have our best interests in mind in fighting against the scourge of nerds, the nerds who are trying to control us, who say, oh, you have to be able to do basic addition and know how to read properly. And you don't need these things to succeed in life. So, you know, if you pass gym, you pass workshop, you pass all that, you can lead a fulfilling career. You don't need all this midwit nerd shit. Yeah. And what I don't understand is that they're making this a a thing about race, how it's going to help students of color is basically what they're saying. But it the, the standards are going to apply to all the students. And, you know, most of the students in Oregon are going to be are going to be white. So really, it's I think that's just a front, you know, and I think I think there are some people on the inside that that kind of understand uh, the, the scourge that we've been talking about this, 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 this issue with nerds, just, you know, being being a up and coming problem that we face as a society. And they're taking, you know, they're taking substantive action against against the problem right now and passing it off as, as you know, a race thing, because that's what it's that's what people always say things are about. Exactly, because you can you can use POC as a battering ram to advance your ideology. And when they use it to advance my ideology, it's a good thing. It's a good thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no, really no other way to do it. Yeah. If, I mean, if 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 you don't use race as a bludgeon to advance, you know, what what you want in society, in society, okay, then what do you have? Because they'll use it against you to say that you're doing something wrong. And of course, there 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 are going to be naysayers. You know, it's in the article. It's it's stating that there are even Democrats, Democrats and Republicans, coming out against against this legislation, calling it insane. But I mean, we know that those people themselves are just undercover nerds. Okay, they're they're big nerds working for the big nerd agenda. Yeah, yeah, they're part of big nerd. Yeah, part of big nerd. And ultimately, you know, it is our hope that this kind of legislation starts showing up. You know, where I live where you live, where everybody lives, you know, so we don't have to, we don't have to deal with these insufferable fucking four-eyed pencil pushing little bitches anymore. Okay. So thank you to governor or, uh, governor Kate Brown. Uh, you know, 
you have to ask it, thank you very much to Governor Kate Brown because you have to ask yourself what kind of society do you want to live in? How do you build a society where everybody just sits around, you know, signing papers with their hunched backs over a desk? That's not that's not the world anyone wants to live in. So this provides a pathway to blue collar chads, you know, people people like truckers or construction workers that really salt of the earth guys. What what do they need to read? You know? Yeah, and we don't have to pay we. Don't have to pay taxes anymore for all these useless fucking textbooks okay these these <laughs> geometry algebra you know how many different kind like you know how many different variations of math there are like just just fuck all of it fuck all of it yeah there's too many strains of math i'm they're, not they're paying like, for that <laughs> they're they're like fucking uh they're like stoners they're like no just try this different strain of math trust me dude you'll It'll like be good. this one yeah no, no i don't <laughs> like this one it makes me anxious i yeah, so so thank you to Governor Kate Brown for that one. Radical centrist queen. Uh, now, in, uh, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. It's all no, you, you go ahead. No, please, please. This is this is what the grill cast is about. You know, we're very polite and cordial. So I guess we'll move on to the uh, infrastructure issue. I know nothing about this. So the floor is yours, Micah. Okay, so recently uh, Biden, well, not necessarily his, but the Senate got through a new infrastructure bill, okay, to to revamp the country's infrastructure. And this is a bipartisan infrastructure bill because almost 20 entire Republican senators voted for it. And I want to first say it's pretty undeniable that without our podcast working to unite people, this probably never would have happened. Okay, so I no want to way. take a moment. I want to take a moment to congratulate us and the people that you know listen to us and subscribe to us because not, not we wouldn't be getting all this money for our roads and bridges and et cetera without you. Um, so, anyways, let me explain to you what you get with this big, beautiful, centrist piece of legislation. You get a hundred billion dollars for roads and bridges. You get sixty-six billion dollars for trains. We know how much our audience likes trains. You get another <laughs> sixty billion for broadband, so more people can listen to the Grillcast than ever before. Uh, uh, mandating car companies to put eye scanners in their vehicles to make sure that we aren't driving while drunk. Uh, sixty-five billion dollars for the electrical grid. Okay, so how could anyone not love this? And oh, you st- I I do take issue with the. Uh, so you said that there's a car scanner thing for driving drunk. What you said you said that they're gonna put in like scanners to make sure you're not driving drunk. Is that is that what I just heard? Yeah, mandating car companies put eye scanners in new vehicles to make sure we aren't driving drunk. Um, so how could anyone not love this bill? Now, see, that's that's the problem I have is like define what? drunk because what like you, what are you talking about? Because I'm built different, you know. So if there's these scanners to make sure I'm not driving drunk, like I don't know how I'm supposed to get around because like what am I gonna do? Drive with the shakes? That's just irresponsible. You know, there's a there's a difference between drunk and responsibly and moderately buzzed. Look, man, you're cri- you're cripping on our bill right now. All right, like just let it slide. Just let it slide. Is there any chance that that part of the bill could get stricken down? No. Well, anyways, part of being a centrist means you have to make sacrifices, and I understand how how important this bill is. You know, three point five trillion dollars uh, to to rejuvenate our country's infrastructure. That's a low price to pay. It is, and uh, you know, like, and that's the thing. Republicans are are bitching and moaning about the money, about the three point five trillion dollars. Oh my God, how are we gonna pay for it? 
Uh, newsflash, assholes. Uh, money is make-believe, okay? We can spend as much as it of it as we want without consequence. And, and the fact that we are in the year of our Lord 2021 and people don't understand that yet is, is just incredibly disappointing to me. It's disappointing to me too, Micah, because money is just a social construct, if you think yes. about it, which means it's not real, which means that we can just print as much of it as we want without consequence. And the fact that these uh, dinosaur boomer Republicans don't understand how the economy works. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. It's 2021. You, you, Get with the times. Do you have any idea how much money I got for saying I lost my job due to COVID? Okay, do you have any idea <laughs> the amount of time I spent playing video games because I was getting a like working class salary for doing jack shit and how much that improved my life? Okay. There's no way that could have been pulled off if if there was like, you know, any real consequence to just like making and giving away as much money as humanly possible. So I think that's an issue that we can we can put to bed right now. But I, I agree with that because look, I'm a firm believer in trickle down economics, which means the government prints trillions of dollars and they trickle it down as if they're peeing on my head this money you know yeah a golden I, shower I, i'm getting a that's, golden shower that's of... the golden shower monetary theory <laughs> so it, it's ultimately a good thing because i too had a period of time where i didn't have to work i was making more money than you know a minimum wage person and i could just fucking play video games and you know what I think that that was a boom to the economy because I went out, I bought beer, you know, I got takeout food and Uber Eats and whatnot. That's that's a boom to the economy. You spend money to make money. So I um, I do just want to take a moment and, and say thank you to the Republican senators who voted for this bill. We couldn't have done it without you. Uh, starting with uh, Roy Blunt, which is a funny name. Uh, <laughs> Richard Richard Burr, uh, Shelley Moore Capito, uh, Bill Cassidy, Susan Collins, Kevin Kramer, Mike Crapo, Deb Fisher, <laughs> our boy Lindsey Graham, uh, Chuck Grassley, John Hoven, Mitch McConnell, also our man, Lisa Murkowski, Rob Portman, James Rich, uh, Mitt Romney, Dan Sullivan, Tom Tillis, and Roger Wicker, thank you so much. Thank you know, thanks to each and every one of you. You know, if Mitt Romney and Mitch McConnell are on are willing to compromise and you know come to the middle on an issue, you know it was the right thing to do. Yeah. It's unquestionable. I will, I, I will literally anything that R Mitt Romney gets behind, I will I will soy face over and and support. <laughs> Full, full, full heartedly. Yeah, we really missed an opportunity with him. He was, he was Jeb before Jeb was cool. That's yeah, that's honestly a good way of putting it. Ugh. So you know, next time you look at the roads, you look at these bridges, you can you can have full faith in them being in good repair, and it'll help you get to work easier. Because that's what it comes down to, really, is that we need to make sure you get to work and provide value safely. Don't drink and drive. Uh, yeah, other people <clears throat> who aren't me shouldn't drink and drive. Yes, I'm built different. So speaking of building infrastructure, you know, we're very positive on building American infrastructure. It's very important. But what's not important is what Marco Rubio is doing right now. According to IslanderNews.com, Senate approves Rubio Scott Amendment to provide free internet to Cuba. Oh, God. Oh. So... This is extremely problematic. This is American communist imperialism providing free internet to people that were blissfully unaware that did not need to have this. One of the one of the worst things about our society is the internet. And this push 
to bring more people onto the internet and to ruin their lives. This is imperialism to turn them into wing cucks, to to yeah. poison their minds. They were living in a, in a blissful dopamine paradise of not knowing what goes on in the internet. I mean, this is this is borderline evil. It is. It's, you know, it, it's, it's classic imperialism. We say, oh, we're Americans. We're swinging our big dicks around and we're going to we're going to civilize these savages. And in doing so, we strip them of their autonomy. We strip them of basic human decency. These are I mean, these are people that never have to look at the horrors that we that we experience on a daily basis the mind poison that comes from uh that these people have it- never been on 4chan okay <laughs> these people have never seen reddit okay these these people have never experienced tumblr okay twitter for for christ's sake you know they they never had to experience that and they were so lucky to have that it's like going to the garden of eden and being the snake that tells eve you dumb whore eat the apple eat the apple that's what we're doing we're the snake right now and the fact that confirmed wing cook marco rubio thinks that it's okay to do this to people it's just sad you know and honestly orion in most in most cases of of the united states doing an imperialism i agree we we probably do know better but this just isn't one of those cases this is clearly somebody who who's making a bad judgment call and it's it's because of their wing cucked their wing cucked reality right like pulling out of afghanistan horrible mistake we haven't liberated afghanistan yet and they're getting taken over by the taliban because we're leaving again yeah you'll see they're getting but you know that's good imperialism this imperialism where we try and poison their minds the internet doesn't bring democracy and democratic values with it the only worst thing that we could do in the middle east as opposed to bombing them into the stone age would be giving them broadband internet access Yeah, it really would be because, you know, at least if you bomb people, it's a pretty immediate death. Their society dies immediately, you know, and they or, can you know, rebuild. Whatever, whatever, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger also, as you we can know. Re- you can That's rebuild from... <laughs> that is a quote. Now, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and you can rebuild after being bombed. After being introduced to the internet, there is no rebuilding. It's a slow decay. It's a slow decay into, into wing cuckery. So, Marco Rubio... Uh, fuck you. Mm. You piece of shit. You know what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Let's, um, let's get to the meat. Let's get to the juice. All right, let's, let's get, to, get the... to the meat of this episode. Let's talk about Andrew Kumo. <clears throat> now, our based Italian POC king, he's getting hit hard right now. As most mm. of us probably know, he was forced to resign after 11 different women came forward to falsely accuse him of impropriety. Alleged impropriety. Alleged impropriety. And so uh, I watched I, I watched his resignation speech and I pulled a lot of clips from it because, you know, I think that he can tell best, you know, his side, his truth. It's important yeah. that we listen to his truth. So I'm going to yeah. start off with this first clip here where he begins to address the claims. The attorney general did a report on complaints made against me by certain women for my conduct. The report said I sexually harassed 11 women. That was the headline people heard and saw and reacted to. The reaction was outrage. It should have been. However, it was also false. Straight from the horse's mouth. It was false. All 11 women conspired together. I like I like how he pre- like he prefaced it with like you should be mad, but also it wasn't yeah. true. 
Exactly. He's a king because he understands that, like, you know, you look at this, people are brainwashed by the mainstream media, you know, journalists who aren't like us into accepting right. these narratives. And he says you should be outraged. But also, yeah, I, I think he's maybe even saying you should be outraged by the fact that, you know, he's being falsely accused. It's just false. That's it. So uh, in this next clip, uh, he explains that he's being discriminated against for probably for being a POC, I would say. My lawyers, as you just heard from Rita Glavin, have reviewed the report over the past several days and have already raised serious issues and flaws that should concern all New Yorkers. Because when there is a bias or a lack of fairness in the justice system, it is a concern for everyone, not just those immediately affected. This is what the Black Lives Matter movement is about. It's about POC being discriminated against in the justice system, like Andrew Cuomo, Italian, yeah, like Bill Cosby, being accused of sexual impropriety by dozens of women, and, you know, they're not given a fair shake. They're not given a fair shake, and he, it's disgusting. He, he makes a really good point about how so often the justice system just un unjustifiably ironically so brings down its vengeful hammer on those at 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 the top of our society and and people in places of political power how these people are so often persecuted and wrongfully wrongfully accused by the justice system and it's just another case I and mean, it's a sad case of that you know andrew cuomo has been the governor of new york forever and you know the fact that you know, um, it's it's a, it's a sad day. It's a sad day for America that the the left and let's let's name them, okay? Because it is the left. They're actually canceling one of our nation's few non-white governors over what can be summed up as a cultural misunderstanding. Yeah, exactly. It is a cultural misunderstanding. And we'll get uh, we'll get to that, but we will because in this next clip, he explains the difference between harassment and what he did. And there is a difference between alleged improper conduct and concluding sexual harassment. Now, don't get me wrong. This is not to say that there are not 11 women who I truly offended. There are. Look, he didn't, he just offended them. Yeah. It's so easy to go through in life and offend these snowflakes, you know, because that's what they are. They're snowflakes. And is it really his fault for just offending somebody? It's their choice to be offended by his actions. I mean, may, I mean, you know, when when women turn me down, sometimes I get offended. Maybe they were just maybe they were just trying to, you know, get with get with the governor and he, he turned them down. You know, is what really happened. They they thought he was putting out signals that he wasn't. And, you know, they're offended that, you know, he he didn't find them as attractive or desirable as they thought they were. And, you know, maybe that stung their ego just a little bit. And maybe now we're where we are today. Yeah. You know, I've never been turned down by a woman, but I can imagine right. that. Yeah, it me, would be no, me neither. Me neither. It's something that, me neither. you know, because I'm a compassionate person. I can imagine being in that situation would just really hurt. It would bruise the ego. Me neither. And so that's what these 11 women did because he's yeah. an eligible bachelor, you know. This is somebody who is so desirable. He's a desirable man. <laughs> 
So, you know, it, at this point, it looks like he's trying to brush aside these claims to say that, you know, it's just a cultural misunderstanding and he did nothing wrong. But in this next clip, he actually takes full responsibility and explains that he was just being ironic, bro. I take full responsibility for my actions. I have been too familiar with people. My sense of humor can be insensitive and off-putting. I do hug and kiss people casually, women and men. I have done it all my life. It's who I've been since I can remember. It's just another example of, you know, our only, as far as I know, LGBT plus governor being discriminated against because he does it to everyone. He hugs them, he kisses them, he sniffs them. If our president based Joe Biden can sniff people and hug people and kiss people, why can't Andrew and hold Cuomo? children's hands? And hold children's hands. And it's because Joe Biden is a straight man. And Andrew Cuomo is not. He hugs and kisses men. And that's a good thing. I thought it was 2021. And our society, our society didn't society. do this to people anymore. But, you know, we, we, we just, we, we haven't gotten that far yet, I guess. So, in this next clip, he does explain that it's actually society's fault that he's in this situation right now. In my mind, I've never crossed the line with anyone. But I didn't realize the extent to which the line has been redrawn. There are generational and cultural shifts that I just didn't fully appreciate. And so you look at that and look, he's an older man. Things were different back in the day, you know? It used to be that you could just, you know, slap your secretary's ass, tell her to go fill your coffee, and that's all okay, right? But well, society yeah. has shifted into saying that that's not okay. How is he supposed to know that? Yeah. I mean, it's it's completely it's completely fair that, you know, it's not like it's not like people are telling him, you know, up front. You know, like, hey, you know, Governor Governor Cuomo, it's not all right to be Italian anymore. Did anybody inform you of this? <laughs> Hello, you know. <laughs> and that's that's the thing, Micah. That's the thing is that it's not okay to be Italian anymore, according to to these bigots in the mainstream media. And you know what? Or he didn't know it was not okay to act the way he does. Because let me ask you this: Has a woman ever been completely upfront with you, or does she just bring it up later, like a year later, that you fucked up, and you're all like, "Oh, I didn't even know." Right. Well, yeah, of course. So really, it's kind of their fault. And like, also, how are they dressing around the <laughs> office? You know, yeah. these probably are questions that need to be at probably in stilettos, probably with some fucking stockings. Yeah, probably in stockings real tight, you know, probably going there. They're trying to get promoted, you know, to to put them in this situation. I don't know, man. I just don't know. Um, so Andrew Kumo, he lets us know that he's always been this way. This is nothing new for him. He's always been Italian. When I walk past them, I often will give them a grip of the arm, a pat mm -hmm. on the face, a touch on the stomach, a slap on the back. It's my way of saying, I see you, I appreciate you, and I thank you. I'm not comfortable just walking past and ignoring them. 
And see, that's how I am too. You yeah. know, I'm not comfortable, you know, with my employees. I'm not comfortable just walking by and not giving them a pat on the ass or a grab on the dick or, you know, like I want them to know that I see them. I value them. I value their contribution to society and to my corporation and my 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 business. You know, if I was and that in they're history, and, yeah, and that they're that they're a tasty morsel and they should exactly. watch out. Should you ever get your hands on them? I, I want them to know they're heckin' cute and valid, and that's what that's what Andrew Cuomo's saying. He wants them to know they're heckin' cute, they're heckin' valid, and he sees them, and it, it's it's and he knows where they live, and he knows <laughs> he knows where they live, he knows where they live, which is not an untrue statement. That is true. And that anyway. if they ever leave, that, you know, you can never leave him. He'll always be there. <laughs> if he can't have them, no one can. <laughs> well, anyways, uh, in this next clip, Kumo proves that he's a centrist king. Because a lot of people, a lot of people say things like, oh, he's, he's some sort of, he's some sort of extremist democrat that he's you know republicans have really uh grappled onto this not because they care that he allegedly did anything but just so that they could cancel him because they they believe in cancel culture when it's convenient everyone does so in this clip he proves that he's not some extremist he's one of us personal boundaries must be expanded and must be protected i accept full responsibility Part of being New York tough is being New York smart. New New York smart tells us that this situation and moment are not about the facts. It's not about the truth. It's not about thoughtful analysis. It's not about how do we make the system better. This is about politics. And our political system today is too often driven by the extremes. Based. Rashness has replaced reasonableness. Loudness has replaced soundness. Twitter has (laughs) become the public square for policy debate. There is an intelligent discussion to be had on gender-based actions on generational and cultural behavioral differences, on setting higher standards, and finding reasonable resolutions. But the political environment is too hot, and it is too reactionary for that now. And it is unfortunate. It is unfortunate. This is is a centrist king being canceled because... What it comes down to is he's a proponent of facts and logic. Yeah. You know what's so confusing to me is, like, he could have given this whole speech and then just not resigned. Like <laughs> that, is, that is confusing. Can, is, is anybody, like, can anybody explain that to me? Like, if you understand New York politics or whatever, like, can anybody explain to me? Like, even if his own party demonized him, like, people, I think, resoundingly support Cuomo. And for good reason, you know, because of all the reasons we've stated. But, like, if he didn't want to resign, like, he didn't have to resign. Like, part of me thinks, like, this was just, like, a cop-out for him. Like, this was just a get-out-of-running-the-fucking-state-of-New-York, you know, free card. Would you want to do that? It's a hard job. God, no. No. God, no. And look, he wants to... 
He wants to go back to making fucking spaghetti and meatballs and, you know, hanging out with his fucking family. Like, I get it, you know. He probably just wants to go and be a mechanic or something. Yeah, and, you know, sexually harass women without it being publicized. You know, Allegedly, yeah. Allegedly. Allegedly. Uh, he wants to do that harass allegedly. Harass women without it being publicized. And that's the thing. This is a man of facts and logic, which doesn't work in New York, you know? This is a man that he factually and logically put COVID patients into nursing homes because he understands that that was the best course of action because he scanned it with his big centrist brain and he said, wait a minute, if we just give these old people COVID now, then they won't get it later when the Delta variant comes out. Yeah, He helped them build a natural immunity when there was no vaccine and no one gives them credit for that. We have the best people, we have the best old people People in the world because of him the strongest old people the most immune old people the strong survived yes and so you know in this in this next clip clip eight uh kumo lets us know that he loves us new york tough means new york loving and i love new york and i love you and everything i have i love ever you too done. dad has been motivated by that love. And I would never want to be unhelpful in any way. And I think that given the circumstances, the best way I can help now is if I step aside and let government get back to governing. And therefore, that's what I'll do. No! 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 He's doing it because he loves us, Micah. He's stepping aside. He says, I'm an innocent man. I take full responsibility. But these whores, they're lying about me. These whores. I'm literally, I'm literally buying my I'm not perverted. I'm Italian t-shirt right now. (laughs) Man, here's, here's a really sad thing about this is everything he does is because he loves us. He sexually, allegedly sexually harassed those women because he loves us. Everything he's done, he put those those COVID patients into nursing homes because he loves us. Allegedly. He said, we will believe all women at Brett Kavanaugh's hearing because he loves us. <laughs> this is a man whose heart, his the capacity in his heart is unlimited. And to watch to watch him go down in flames and you know, take this bullet for us, really. He says, look, I'm an innocent man, but this is my battle to fight. Hmm. This doesn't concern you, civilian. Go without me. I'm an innocent man, but I'm going to accept all the consequences of a not innocent man. (laughs) (laughs) And I say, no, I'll come back for you. And I run, but I know. I I look back and I see him taking the bullets for me because he loved me and I loved him and I wish he was my dad. What? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, Anyways, uh, the next clip. um, After he says this, the journalist in classic journo thought fashion just cuck him out of the rest of his speech. Today, so much of the politics is just noise. Just static. Listening there to New York Governor Andrew Cuomo with a big announcement that he is resigning after a state attorney general report. That, they, they literally, this is what white people do. They just talk over POC. They waited for him to resign. Every time. And, yes. you know, he goes on to talk more because he had more to say. But we, it's, it's just something in these white people. They can't just let him finish his thoughts. Mm. They need to self-insert. And I, I just, I, we took a big step back. In this country. This week, this month. This week, 
we took a big step back in how we treat POC. Um, do you think? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think Andrew Kuma will ever come back? Yeah, he'll run for president. Do you think he has a path for redemption? Because I really hope he could run for president. You know, that would be somewhere where he would excel. Our last two presidents have been sexual assaulters, allegedly. So there, there's a pathway for him to come back. Our last two. Oh, Ryan, <laughs> you, you naive, naive man. Well, I don't know. I haven't heard anything about Obama sexually assaulting anyone. Does a drone strike count as a sexual assault? I guess if it only hits if it you touches your dick. penis, yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I think that's all we have today. Um, so yeah, Andrew Cuomo, you'll live on forever in our hearts. It's been a hard year for New York, and I feel like the only way that New York is going to redeem itself is hopefully if they elect Andrew Yang as mayor. Centrist King Andrew uh, Yang. That already didn't happen. Oh, really? Yeah, he lost, like, hardcore. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rip. Yeah, rip. Well, I guess that's all we have today. <laughs> uh, thanks for listening, my gorillas. We'll be back next week. I'm old as a boomer. My mindset on Zuma. Everything cooler, long as I'm not Laura Loomer. If you think I'm not number one, I just spell that rumor. Hit that victory boy, yeah, along some motherfucking coochie. Default dance on a bitch. Hit the default dance on a bitch. Floss dance while I'm flossing in the whip. Victory Roy, yeah, when that chop I hit. Self-incrimination, I have no participation. News keep asking, I don't say shit. You can't have my conversation. Alleged.